Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel, ringing in the new year with Amal Shaw. I am Dave Ross. Happy New Year to everybody out there watching and listening. And of course, Happy New Year to our next guest. He is the king of house football. Tank Williams on the program. What's up, Tank? Happy New Year to you, my friend. What's up, fellas? Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good to be on with you. Great to have you on and ring in the new year, my friend. We got a huge game that we got to get to to begin this conversation for all the marbles down there in the AFC South and Duval as Tennessee is going to go down there to take on the Jags. We knew these games didn't mean anything for these respective teams. They played them differently, right? The Titans actually were like, all right, we're not going to go to Malik Willis. We're going to go to Joshua Dobbs off the street and get him ready for really the game we got to get him ready for next week down there in Jacksonville. Jacksonville played their guys for the majority of it and got an easy win against, against H-Town. So different ways to get there. But now that we're getting there, Tank, what do you make of what Mike Vrabel decided to do? Not to go with his rookie, Malik Willis, now that Tannehill is out, but to get Joshua Dobbs and say, I need you really in two weeks which is now one week against the Jags. Uh, I look at it in two different ways. One, yeah, you give Joshua Dobbs the experience uh, on Thursday night football against a really great opponent in Dallas Cowboys. You're Dallas Cowboys, so you get to face <laughs> one of the tougher defenses in the league. That should get you nice and prime for what should be an easier matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I think more importantly, it's this. You sit a bunch of guys, you sit Derrick Henry, and then you say, hey, defense, we're going to be playing with an inexperienced quarterback. 
you're going to have to be the ones that take us through. Like, if you've watched some of these other teams, like a lot of teams have, like, a major game break on offense. Look at the New England Patriots. They've been leaning on their defense all season long, whether it's Uche, Judon, Duggar, guys making big explosive plays week after week, and that's been the reason why they're still in playoff contention. The Titans are going to need an effort like that from their defense, along with Derrick Henry doing what he does normally against the Jags, if they're going to try to secure a playoff victory well, secure Victor and make their way to the playoffs because the Jags are playing some of the best ball in the in the league right now, not only the AFC. You know, when you look at this matchup, obviously Henry getting the rest there before the game helps a little bit, didn't play the game against Dallas. With Dobbs in there, how limited are they offensively? What do you think in terms of the matchup, in terms of how effective they can be? Because it feels like to me, if Tennessee's going to win this game, it's got to be a 2017, mm. 17-14 type of game. Right. I mean, obviously, they're going to lean on Derrick Henry. And I've been talking about it all season long. The Titans really don't have the weapons on the outside to really scare a team. So everyone's just going to focus away from, you know, taking away the run game. But Dobbs has shown that, you know, he's competent in the offense. He was getting the ball in the right places. He actually looked more comfortable than I anticipated him in the offense. And let's just be clear, like he looked a lot better in that offense than Malik Willis has. And Malik has been in this offense the entire offseason and all the way in the season up to this point. So I think Dobbs gives them the best chance to win. But also he's going to come down to that Titans defense and come down to Derrick Henry gashing the Jaguars how he normally does. If he does what he normally does against that team, then they should find their way into the playoffs. I'm a little surprised at the number, though, gentlemen. I see Jaguars, Jaguars right now six and a half, and that total, Maul, to your point right now, low at 39. Not yeah. expecting a ton of offense, but I kind of see it the same way. You know, you know, gets that sometimes trust for me, Tank. And like last night, I look at Mike Vrabel. Excuse me, I look at uh, Mike Tomlin, and I go, I love John Harbaugh. No, no district there, but you know. We know that Mike Thomas never had a losing record, and there's a reason why. Now he's in position now back at 8-8 eight and eight, to maybe do that again. Do you trust Mike Vrabel a little bit more right now than you? Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. We get that in Philadelphia. Who gets the coaching edge in this all-important matchup in the AFC South? That's an interesting way to look at it because I believe a lot of people have been talking about the praise Mike Vrabel should get for the job that he's done. And honestly, if you look at what the Titans have on offense, the lack of what they have on offense with A.J. Brown being in Philadelphia, not having any weapons on the outside, only having Derrick Henry and people know what you're going to do for the Titans to be in this position is actually pretty, pretty surprising. It's a testament to Mike Vrabel as a coach. Yet the turnaround that we've seen out of Jacksonville has been remarkable from last year to this year. Like, Trevor Lawrence looks like the quarterback that everyone thought that they drafted a couple years ago. Travis Etienne has been the game breaker in the run game right now. You have Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. You have Evan Ingram. All those guys have been blowing up in the past game, and the defense has come along over the past few weeks. Like, they're playing sound ball in all three phases in Jacksonville because let's not forget they also have, have Agnew as a return as well. So Jacksonville is going to be a tough out if Tennessee plans on repeating as the AFC South champs. Tank, I want to switch gears a little bit. Go to the NFC. Green Bay Packers on the verge of potentially getting into the playoffs. They could be mm -hmm. facing off against the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers have played great defensively. They'll get Debo back in the mix. But nobody wanted to see Aaron Rodgers there potentially getting into the postseason. Uh, from your mm -hmm. perspective, how much of a threat could they be if they were to face San Francisco or Minnesota in that first-round game? If the Green Bay Packers end up making it into the playoffs, they're the most dangerous team in the tourney, like hands wow. down. Like I said, this going into last week before the game against Minnesota, because I said there's nothing more dangerous than Aaron Rodgers with a poop-eating grin on his face with nothing to lose. And that's what the Green Bay Packers have. They have nothing to lose. Like everyone had them dead to rights and out of it. I was talking trash about them 
early in the season too because we we had the right to. I mean, they were slumping and they were like these huge favors against the Giants, against the Jets, against the Commanders, and they kept dropping the ball. But man, once they hit bottom and they started ramping up, Christian Watson has been a revelation. That run game has come to life with Dylan and. Aaron Jones now balling. Aaron Rodgers, that thumb is healed up. And now he's playing with a lot of swag. He's dropping dimes. Alan Lazard has come on. And now they get Romeo Dobbs back. And the most important thing is that we anticipated the Packers leaning on a strong defense the entire season. That defense didn't show up until about a month or so ago. But, boy, have they shown up now. They're playing with swag. You got Jair Alexander talking noise to the most dominant wide receiver in the league and backing it up like the D. The Green Bay Packers are dangerous. And I feel like no one really wants to see those guys coming to your home stadium and you have to beat them to try to advance in the playoffs. That's not what you want right now. No, it isn't, Tag. I, I look at it, too, in the NFC, and I, it be, it's becoming a jumbled mess because the Eagles have dropped two in a row. So everybody in the NFC, the big boys, right, the Niners, the, the, the Cowboys, even the Vikings, they're all rooting for an, a third straight Eagles loss to end this season. But the problem is the Giants look like they have nothing to play for. They're locked into that sixth spot, okay? Jalen Hurts, we're hearing rumblings, might be able to go. Eagles are already 14-point favorites against the Giants. If you're Brian Dable and you've been in these locker rooms, Tank, they know they've got bigger fish to fry in the postseason. And they're going to play the following week, no matter what. Do they, nobody lays down in this league, but how do you get up if you're the Giants? What would be the motivation to beat the Philadelphia Eagles? The motivation is heading to the playoffs with motivation, like with <laughs> momentum, like mm. winning. You know what I'm saying? Like winning is a hell of a drug. Momentum <laughs> is a hell of a drug. Confidence is a hell of a drug. So you want to go hopped up on all that as you're into the playoffs. And so even though you may rest some key guys, you shouldn't have Saquon out there. You may not even want to have DJ out there. Some of your most valuable players, whether it's Dexter Lawrence, some of these other guys on defense, you may want to sit them, but the guys that you have up say, hey, we need to go out there and show out and carry this momentum that we secured by getting this playoff spot onto week 18, on into the playoffs. And that's why I anticipate the message being to his team. But at the same time, with Philly more than likely getting Jalen Hurts back in the game that they need to win in order to secure home field advantage throughout, I think the Eagles end up getting this dub. Tank with uh, Lane Johnson getting hurt, Philadelphia showing a little bit of kind of deficiencies over the last couple of weeks, nothing alarming, but just overall uh, with Purdy at quarterback, is there some opportunity for Minnesota, Tampa, Green Bay, which you already alluded to Dallas to be able to get through here? Because it doesn't feel like to me that there's any team you point to right now, even though the 49ers are playing great football overall until we saw the Raiders move the ball well against them, that anybody's without some flaws here. Yeah, there's a lot of parity in the league, and I feel like any team could get beaten on any given Sunday. And I'll just give a little bit of bounce back for this. Like, I understand that everyone's going to want to pile on the Eagles for losing two games in a row. They lost to a tough Cowboy team on the road, yeah. and then they also got beat by the Saints, who are still vying for that playoff host before they got eliminated with the Green Bay win. So with that being said, they really didn't have to deal with a lot of adversity during the meat of the season. They only lost to the Washington Commanders. They bounced back and, you know, really hadn't lost the game since before this two-game skid. So I think dealing with this adversity now, losing your starting quarterback, having a little bit of chirping in year, people telling you that you're not as good as you thought you were going into the playoffs. Now if they win this game, get an extra week of rest, and then come into the playoffs hot. I mean, I feel like that could be the adversity needed to go ahead and have this strong bounce back and then ride that wave all the way to the Super Bowl. So this could actually be a good thing for the Philadelphia Eagles. On the flip side, gentlemen, to the AFC, we know a lot hangs in the balance tonight with this Bills and Bengals game. Let's take Tank Williams and put a helmet back on him and shoulder pads. Which quarterback would you want to go after more, Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? Which one do you say, I can get something on this guy? 
Uh, honestly, neither one of them, because I, I feel like you're playing with five with both. Like, so for example, like if you go after Josh Allen, he could use his legs like some of the best quarterbacks in the league. He'll gash you for 30, 40, 50 yard runs, like in a heartbeat. And so you really don't want to attack him with all out blitzes or with, you know, blitzes of any sort because he can abuse you in that way. Joe Burrow, like after he was exposed at the end of last season and early this season with the number of stacks that he was taking, he started being smarter with the ball. Like he would say, okay, if you bring in pressure with me, if I don't have my number one read open, I'm going to throw the ball away. I'm going to tuck it and run. He started making really smart, fast decisions, and that kept him from getting beat up in the pocket, and he's actually gotten a lot of explosive plays because of it. So I think both of these quarterbacks, you really don't want to overexpose yourself to blitzing them because they have guys on the outside that they can take advantage. And let's not forget, Joe Burke will use his legs as well. So I think what you want to do is just try to give them the same look, mix it up with man coverage, some zone coverage, some strategic blitzing here or there, but then hopefully fool them a couple of times where you can get a key turnover here and there. And that may be the difference in the game. Yeah, and I look at it like what that says to me is you bring pressure at your own peril, right, Tank? If you keep bringing guys, like, they're going to burn you if you give them, man, if you give them one-on-ones on the outside and they see you blitzing, these two quarterbacks are so so good, it's just really hard to trick them. No, absolutely. And, and that's the thing, too. We focus so much on these quarterbacks, but when you also have a guy like Stephon Diggs on the outside and Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, that's not the five you want to play with, especially at this point in the season. So look for these defenses. You try to have their ears thin back play conservative at the, at the same time so they don't give up some explosive plays. Speaking of fire, we can't wait for the House of the Dragon to return in like 2030. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> there he is, everybody. Tank Williams. Happy New Year to Tank. Come on back. More Big Bets here on VC. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you you telling me? The whole time. (laughs) And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits at every game at VEASAN.com. Before we burn down the studio with Holder Fire, we got some updated scores here. Tulane did score first, and 28-21, kind of that hold-serve scenario. They got a break serve and figure out a way to get a turnover or a stop to try to get that back on serve. But USC up 7, 28-21, 10 minutes to go there. Mississippi State, this is where the drama lies right now. Uh, LSU still up 35-0 on Purdue, no points so far in the second half. Mississippi State's getting uh, very, very close here to being in field goal range. They might be on the fringes of it right now. They've got a second down, under a minute to go in regulation, tied up at 10. That number closed three and a half, but depending on where you got that number as the week went on, a lot of things in play here for the Bulldogs. They try to come down and kick a game-winning field goal. Yeah, right now looking like they're somewhere between the 32 or 30-yard line. I'm not sure exactly. Pretty long one right now. Yeah, they're actually at the 30-yard line, so – uh, you're looking at a 47-yarder. What's interesting is they have two timeouts, but they've let this clock run down from 50 down to 25, so mm-hmm. they're going to minimize the number of plays they have. Well, taking a shot. They got an opportunity. Oh! Great defensive play by the Illini. At Tremendous the play. Would have gotten the cover because the line closed at three and a half. And I, I got to tell you, I like the play call there because you're going, well, why are we ticking it down? They're ticking it down for this reason because now the clock does stop. With 20 seconds to go, they still have two timeouts. So everything's still there in the balance for Mississippi State to try to win this game and not give Illinois any time left on the clock if something goes south. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, to me, if I were Mississippi State, I would run this ball here. And if I'm Illinois, I would call timeout after this play. Two timeouts for both, both teams here yeah. uh, with 20 seconds to go in regulation. But, but this is so typical of coaches. You're playing for a 47-yard field goal, in essence. Uh, Illinois it looks like they were going to oh. oh. He busted through. Could he score? Could he get to the house?
Eagles? No, let's oh. go. Oh, my God. They just destroyed the cover. They would have had a chance. He got tackled at the one-yard line. He covered all the numbers. Yes. And now you got 12 seconds. The clock stops here as we do a live bet tonight with Femi and West here on the network. As it's 10-10, and it looks like Mississippi State now, do you try to score the touchdown, or do you just say, you know what, we'll make you use your last two timeouts, and we'll kick the field goal and run off of here with three seconds to go? Because that's the other way you can play this is take from, knees. From a non-betting standpoint, I would say to take a knee, get to the center of the field. Yeah, and because you're at the one. I mean, you're at the one. It's an extra point. So that's, that would be my strategy as well. Because you don't, you don't want to run the risk of a fumble on a handoff. Exactly right. So you could take knees. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to, able to execute a snap. Illinois has two timeouts, 12 seconds. So if you force them to take the two timeouts, they can't stop it on third down. You take one more knee, and all of a sudden, you've got a chance to run off here and give no time on the clock here for uh, Illinois. It looks like we got a touchdown. USC, this is bonkers. There's nobody within 20 yards of the receiver. And it was another third and long, third and six. And, and Tulane cannot get them off the field right now. So Caleb Williams doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants. 46-yard touchdown uh, to Tajay Washington. So it looks like right now that's going to be a two-score game again. By the way, I just want to remind all the Trojan fans, if Reggie Bush doesn't lateral the fumble, you would have won three in a row. But he did. (laughs) That did happen. Uh, So we'll keep you updated. (laughs) I just always love how that gets overlooked. It does. They're going to check this and see. I knew this guy was drunk on the side. That's not even close to a catch. This probably guy's did. the same guy that was probably the side judge on that Kareem Kelly touchdown in the USC UCLA game. But does game. the foot graze the no. pylon? Yeah, but the, what, but you, the top but, of the pylon doesn't count as being down. I don't know what a catch is anymore. America, I do not know. I really don't. To me, he's that's the in- same guy that called the pass interference when there wasn't even close to PI. To me, this is incomplete if you're watching at home and listening to us on the second screen here. But this is a huge play in this game here because the pylon does move, but he's, his feet never came came down in bounds. So yeah. you can't you can't go over the top of the pylon and your foot never comes down in bounds and they give you a touchdown, right? Yeah. I don't know how this can be a catch. Yeah, Mahomes did that. Remember, he got his Heisman moment when he ran around the pylon, but that was on a running play. Yeah, so, but the plane extended the the extend around the yeah, exactly. Goes, exactly. goes all the way to China and back, apparently. So we'll find out where this pylon is hit and whether a foot touches down. I don't know how that happens, but we'll see. Well, first, first of all, you should see the pellets. You can see, you know how you know his foot didn't touch? Because no pellets. His, no, well, not only that. But also, his foot would have had an abrasive stop. You're not going to be able to toe tap there without showing, changing his direction of his body there as LSU scores again. There it is. The, that's not for USC people. That is, I'm putting my arms up for LSU. They have scored again and again and again. And they've done it again. So now 41 nothing PAT pending. Remember, LSU was laying seven on that second half number. Uh, Mississippi State, this is interesting to me. Now they're going to kick it on second down. Illinois still has their timeouts, two timeouts. So, yes, there will only theoretically be five seconds left if you make this. But why not take a knee and at least make Illinois burn their timeouts? Illinois took one. I don't know why they're taking a timeout. Well, so Mississippi State took a timeout after the run with 12 seconds. They they have no timeouts left. Correct. Mississippi State. Yeah. Seven seconds. They're at the two. So all they have to do here is Illinois has one timeout. Kick the field goal. This is going to be like an 18 yard. I, I would not do that here. It's seven seconds remaining. I would not kick the field goal here on second down. What I would do is I would snap the ball and I would have my quarterback throw the ball out of the end zone to take more time off the clock. The last play of the game should be the field goal. I agree. There should be no kickoff. There should be no kickoff here. So to me, if I'm Mississippi State, I go back, I drop back, I Rodgers throw the ball. 
and just absolutely try to hit the goalpost. <laughs> I, I mean, remember the— Which he can do. Well, the, co- the clock does not stop until the ball hits something out of bounds. They're kicking it. They're kicking it with seven. It's a 27-yard field goal attempt here. SC's making the right call. They're going for it on fourth and six. Oh, the touchdown did not stand for SC. No pellets flew. So SC, that, the touchdown gets cut, taken off the board. I, I want that side judge investigated. For why he called it a touchdown in the uh, first the place? The pass interference earlier was terrible. This call wasn't even close. Tulane's got their chance, by the way. 8.53 to go in the third quarter. If they want to get a break of serve in our tennis analogy here, this is where they can break serve against Caleb Williams. They can't break serve against Caleb Williams. He gets well, the first down. This is unbelievable. Because they're not bringing a blitz. At You're going to sit there. This guy's going to pick you apart. Yeah, we're going to stay right here because Mississippi State has a chance. It can't end the game with this field goal, but you're going to feel pretty good depending on the number you got. And again, that game closed three and a half. You're like, oh, man, he got stopped at the one. That actually could be more advantageous for Mississippi State. He makes the field goal. It is good. Mm-hmm. So the Bulldogs are up three. Four seconds ago, you got to squib it, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. We've seen this before with seven seconds with Patrick Mahomes. Or, or 13 seconds, whatever that was against the Bills last year. Only four seconds to go here for Mississippi State. So, we'll keep a watch why there. But before we go to break, we're going to do our first holder fighter and burn down the studio stuff. So be careful back there because the curtains look flammable. Hold or fire. We'll get to the NFL, but we're going to start off with the national teams. Now, you said the look ahead on this Georgia ten- T- TCU possibility mm-hmm. was 16 and a half? Correct. It's already down to 13. If you still like TCU on a Monday, a week before the national championship is played, hold or fire for the Frogs. You know, I would fire on this one mm-hmm. because I like the points here with TCU. But, you know, if you want to wait and see if it comes back to 14, which I doubt it will, opened at 13 and a half on Saturday night and it came down very quickly. Doesn't surprise me. And I think you're going to see a similar situation in terms of this game, the line coming down again because. Uh, I, I think people were impressed with what TCU was able to do in this matchup. I'm with you. I just wonder if there will be – this is like watching that Michigan-TCU line. Opened at 9. Came immediately down, 7, seven and a half. Stayed there for the majority of the time. Then shot up to 8.5 right before kick. Well, that was the wrong line move. Could, could we see a scenario where this gets bet down small, right? 13, 12 and a half, yeah. maybe 12 – 11 and a half, and then boom, shoots back up before kick. Great, great point, Dave, and I think that's a strong possibility of happening in this one. Um, that's, that's a really good point you bring up there. So something to pay attention to if you're going to bet this one. I, I like this game over the total. I, yeah. I think TCU is going to score some points. I don't think Dykes gets enough credit for how good of a coordinator uh, in terms of play calling he is offensively. Uh, I, this could be an interesting matchup. Look, Stetson Bennett was terrific. I, I give him a ton of credit. I thought he played extremely well. I don't think he got enough credit for how impactful he was with Georgia. I thought coming into the season – People didn't give him enough credit. He, he has been tremendous because if you look in the second half, the Georgia running game, aside from the one big play, mm-hmm. they were really shut down. I'm with you on that. I think the total will get higher as the week goes. So yeah. Amal and I are going to say, if you like to like that total to go over, which we do, fire on that 62 and a half. That might be the best number that you find all week. Yeah, the one thing in national championship games outside of that Alabama uh, game in Tampa against Clemson, the Clemson one where Mike Williams, everyone points to Deshaun Watson. I'm like, Mike Williams was the guy in that fourth quarter. Yeah. That one was the one that went over. But so many of these other, and the one in Arizona between those two teams, some of these national championship games have played a little bit lower in terms of scoring as SC hits Oh, a, my goodness. No, he's short on a 52-yarder. We got some craziness going on in Illinois. They're trying to win this game right now. There's zeros on the clock. They're doing the pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo thing, throwing it all over the field. They're at if the Mississippi 30 State, yard line. Mississippi, Mississippi State, 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 State,
1910. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So if you had Mississippi State, minus three and a half. And by the way, if you had the other side and you were getting three and a half with Illinois, I apologize for what just happened. A shock. It's over. Mississippi State, there's a fight in the field. This is crazy. Mississippi State, 19-10. We'll make sure that that score sticks. But what a changing of the numbers we just saw. Come on back. Big bets on VEASAN. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little bit more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness, set your lineup, and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for all of the details. Woo! Exhale. What a wild ending, and we got craziness in this SC Tulane game we're going to get to in a second. But let's go back. Right as we were going to break, I got a little bit animated because we had said Mississippi State, remember, had first down and goal from the one. at the Seven seconds. Seven seconds. There were two timeouts each. We're like, well, if you play this right, Illinois, there's no kickoff. You can run it down, kick it. Well, they kicked it with seven seconds to go. They made the field goal, 13-10. So if you had Illinois plus three and a half, you're still sitting pretty. There's four seconds to go. Now they kick it, and remember, no time goes off the clock. So Illinois has one play in regulation, one play. They get down on this one play, pitching it, throwing it, doing the whole thing. They're down, and I'm going, watching it in, in real time, going, they could score. They throw it back to DeVito. He throws a ball that gets that bounces, and it looks like a lateral. Mississippi State defender picks it up in a mall. What was it? 75 yards, yards the other way and gets to the house as time expires. It is a final 19 to 10, 19 to 10 changes so many things. One, if you had Illinois plus three and a half, you're never going to forget how that game just ended. Yep. You're never going to forget it because if Mississippi State does time clock management properly, you can't lose the bet. Because they kicked the field goal as time expires. That didn't happen. The one extra play gave six extra points to Mississippi State. We mentioned in the previous segment, the live number earlier when it was 10-10 was 27 and a half. Look at what the final score is, 29. Six points in the last play. You get nine points in the last 10 seconds of regulation to somehow lose that bet if you had the under. Hey, if you had Mississippi State lane three and a half, you're never going to forget that either. It might be one of the greatest wins of all time. So, depending on the number and where you got it and why in, in play is so important to keep a watchful eye of what's going on, that's how it all cements down to a wild 19-10 to 10 finish. Now, while that was going on, USC had a touchdown. We thought. It was overturned, incomplete. Then SC was kicking a field goal. They missed the field goal. Tulane gets the stop they needed. Tulane now has conversely come down, and as we are watching right now, are attempting a field goal, 28-21. That field goal is good. 28-24 right now with four minutes to go in the second quarter. These numbers are flying all over the place. Now, not what you're looking for, Tulane. You wanted the seven. Yeah. But you see now, boy, even that one and a half is in play 
for Tulane, or if you had a money line plus a dollar five, they're back in this game. Yeah, just one quick thing in the third quarter here. So 19 minutes remaining, but time of possession being dominated by the Trojans and um, big, big kick there. So now if you can get a stop, it just I have to tell you, Dave, it just doesn't feel like they can get a stop. It feels like it's mistakes by SC. That's it. I don't even know why USC is even attempting to run the ball here. That's like a loss of down for them and allowing Tulane one less play they have to make defensively. They cannot cover USC right now. Live number has populated, and now with that four-point advantage for SC, Tulane's getting three and a half. You see what the bookmakers are doing. That updated total is 73 and a half. We've got 52 total points on the board right now. How does the rest of this third quarter and fourth quarter play out? Do we get tight? Do we get running clocks, or is this going to be Wild Wild West all the way home here? You know, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Tulane's definitely able to move the ball on the ground. They did a nice job, SC did, after giving up a third down and uh, nine or ten on a Pratt run and then a face mask mm-hmm. as well on top. Brought the ball down to the uh, SC about 23-yard line. Next play, gained nothing, and then a sack followed by an incomplete pass. Um, you know, so from that standpoint, this has been an interesting dynamic here in the second half. But I think both teams can move the ball effectively. I agree. So we'll keep an eye on those numbers as they change here. Very quickly to wrap up that Mississippi State emotional win after the passing of Mike Leach, obviously. If, you know, the the term bad beat gets overutilized in sports gambling. I agree. That was a bad beat if you had Illinois plus three and a half. Well, you know, the first of all, go back to the seven seconds where what I was talking about. Yeah. You had to throw, take the quarterback, throw the ball to the end zone. Illinois Fair caught it at the 26-yard line on a pooch kick by by Mississippi State. Right, They start at their 26-yard line. They move the ball all the way to the Mississippi State 30, and then Tommy DeVito, the quarterback, was on the left side of the field, tries to throw it across the field. Like most of his throws, it was errant, and then Mississippi State picks it up and goes the other way, 70 yards for a scoop and score. Unbelievable ending to that one there. So we'll keep an eye uh, on these college football games as they change. By the way, no change. Uh, LSU is still up 42-0 over Purdue. So not a whole lot of drama there. Let's get back to Holder Fire, the NFL edition here. And again, if you heard our pro tip in our number one, that's something to take into context as we do Holder Fire here on the Monday about which teams need have something to play for, which teams do not. Because I know the Jags played their guys, which was interesting. They didn't need to play their guys against Houston. But Doug Peterson went out of a different way. I don't know that the Giants will do that, uh, certainly against the Eagles. But let's start off with the Chiefs. Against the Raiders, because as it sits right now, Chiefs have something to play for. Raiders were eliminated from wild card contention with another inexplicable ten point. Uh, you know, you, you give away another big lead here uh, late in the game against the Niners, and the Niners come back and win the game with Robbie Gold getting the game winning kick. Chiefs have something to play for. Raiders don't. Jared Stidham looked good. I, I will say, I thought he looked good before the the pick in overtime. His hand was hit on that throw. They're getting nine and a half, they being the Raiders, out here in the desert. If you like the Raiders side with nothing to play for, hold or fire on the nine and a half today? Uh, I would fire because I think the Chiefs, as you alluded to, they need this game regardless of the result tonight. And if Cincinnati were to win this game, this would be even bigger for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs because then they win next week, they get home field advantage. And and the big thing is you get to uh, get the bye week. That's the big part of it. Yeah, so – that's going to be the interesting part. We'll see how tonight's Bills-Bengals game affects this game for the Chiefs. But right now it is nine and a half on a Monday. We, oh. talked, we talked a little bit about uh, the, the Giants and the Eagles very quickly. It is 14. 
We don't know that Jalen Hurts is going to be back, but we've heard rumblings that he will. So if you like the Eagles, you're playing with fire, which could burn down the set. But if Jalen Hurts plays, boy, that's that's the handicap here. Hold or fire on the Eagles laying 14? I would fire. This line's going to go up over 14. <laughs> it's going to, I think it'll be 16 by kickoff. The Eagles are going to blow them out. You know, you see games when teams are disengaged. They yeah. don't have anything to play for. They just come out. They're so flat. We saw it yesterday. They're uh, Chargers and the Rams. Rams uh, get uh, absolutely dusted. Uh, you saw it with the Colts. It's very difficult. I remember years ago I learned a lesson in a matchup between Philly and Washington on a Saturday night. And I, I took the Red, uh, at the time the Redskins, now the Commanders, mm-hmm. plus nine and a half or ten. I said, oh, you know, they'll be able to compete. It was like 35 nothing at halftime. That's the, that's the fear. That's the fear that you have in a game like that for the G-Men with nothing to play for. I just wonder if Ryan Daybold goes to Doug Peterson route and says, I'm going to play my guys because Daniel Jones finally looked like a quarterback. Finally looked like a guy. I want to keep that momentum into the wild card game. I wonder if there's an inkling at all that he'll do that. I, I don't think so. I, I think you've got to get the guys rest. I think at this time of the year, getting the physical rest makes much is much more valuable than it is to play in a game that you're not going to be able to improve your seating. Also, one other thing, Dave, and I hate to say this, but people do this. If you're a coach, and all of a sudden, if you're if Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones were to tear an ACL, Tank Williams talked about sitting those guys, or they get injured and they couldn't play in the fo- the game the following week. Well, how, how do you address that to your team? And it, you're playing in a meaningless game. That's that's a risk that the Jags rolled out there with Trevor Lawrence and, and ATN and company. They got away with it, but we'll see what the Giants decide to do. But that number, to Maul's point, if you like the Eagles, you should play it today because if the news of Jalen Hurts is playing and then Daniel Jones doesn't play, you know all their start. Saquon Barkley doesn't play. Where does that number look like by the time you get to kick? Could be 17, 18. Yeah, absolutely. And the, right now, the Giants, are, they look like, who would they be facing in the first round? It would be Minnesota well, or San well, Francisco? Well, because the, the number one, two, three spots are so jumbled right now, yeah. they don't know their opponent. Sure. But the fact is the Giants cannot improve their seating. They are locked into the six. That's not changing, which is bad news for me because I need a miracle somehow Giants win to get my Cowboys to beat the Commanders and then somehow win that division and cash my 7-1 ticket. You know, I think if you had a team that was not in contention at all, that was had nothing to play for, be would better. I, it would be better than a team right now like the Giants who are in this situation. I think Philly comes out because for Philadelphia, there's a lot at stake. You have a one seed to go to a potential. They have to win the game. Yeah, force, uh, excuse me, a five seed. They could go all the way from one to five if somehow yeah. the Eagles were to blow this game. That opens the doors for the likes of the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Niners with the one seed being in play if somehow the Eagles. You wonder if, like, Kyle Shanahan calls up Brian Dable and says, hey, man, you mind playing some guys for us? Like, can you help us out over here in the West Coast? And, you know, Minnesota, Kevin O'Connell. Hey, can you, can you just try? Can you just try to win at, the game? At least Kevin O'Connell seems likable. Does Kyle Shanahan really seem likable to you? I mean, those calls aren't happening, people. Uh, no, I know, but I'm just saying based on just personality. Yeah. You know, he seems prickly. I'd put it that way for Kyle. Right? I'd, be, I'd be running a QB waggle right and trying to plug one in his pie hole with the quarterback. <laughs> when we come back, we got updated numbers. Oh, my goodness. More scoring in LSU and Purdue. Guess which team scored and which didn't. We'll update that next. You're on Big Bets on Visa, the sports betting network.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, bro. VSIN's <laughs> Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance bet, Sunday football parlay insurance bet, and much more. It is a whole new ball game. We mentioned points between LSU and Purdue. Surprise, surprise, not from Purdue. 49 nothing. So the second half number looks pretty good if you laid LSU in the seven. And your, your point about the running clock, they're now at the end of the third quarter, 
14 total points so far. 21 and a half was that second half number. We might not get many more points here in that fourth quarter. Yeah, and also that uh, seventh touchdown by LSU came on a 75-yard touchdown. Oh, wow. So it wasn't even like, you know, they had the ball deep. They didn't go for a field goal. They I don't know if they wound up with a turnover or turnover on downs, but uh, regardless, uh, this game feels like it's going to play a lot more conservatively as you get towards the final 15. USC had to start a drive inside their own 10, I believe. Yeah. That didn't last long. Uh, they're, I think they're going to overturn this. They called the USC receiver out at the one. I think he scored. I think it's going to be a good touchdown for SC. And we'll wait on that official review. 124 to go here in the second, uh, in the third quarter, rather. 28-24, but it looks like they're about to make this 35, potentially with the PAT 24. So those in-game numbers are flipped there. But Tulane really struggling to get any any stops on, on defense here. Yeah, they're just completely outclassed from an athlete standpoint. Caleb Williams just made an unbelievable wow. play on this third one. And long. This, to me, should be a touchdown for USC. He was third and 11. He goes against the grain going uh, from his left side there. Made just a sensational throw. Well, you called it a John Elway throw, yeah. and it really was an Elway against his body type throw. So an amazing play by the Heisman Trophy winner here. Looks like SC is going to get this touchdown. Let's see if they do, in fact, confirm that. There it is. So now it is 34-24 PAT pending, so we'll populate those live numbers when we get them. Let's get to the uh, pro tip of hour number two. It comes to us in the NFL. Something game, big game tonight, obviously in the AFC in the playoff picture, right? For number one seeding. So the Bills are laying two right now against the Bengals. If you're handicapping other games, like we just talked about the Chiefs nine and a half against the Raiders, right? We know the Bills right now are seven and a half against the Patriots next week in a game the Patriots have to win. You almost have to handicap two for one, okay? If you're going to bet those numbers now because you think, oh, wow, I like, say, the Chiefs getting the nine and a half, or I like the Patriots getting the seven and a half. Your handicap, those numbers are going to dr- dramatically change on the result of a game that does not now uh, uh, involve those teams. So you got to be on the right side of two. You got to be on the right side of what you think is going to happen tonight between the big Bills and Bengals because let's say the Bills lose. All of a sudden, theoretically, that game might be meaningless for the Bills next week. That seven and a half could go all the way down to, to a pick 'em. It could be that the fluctuation in the marketplace could be that dramatic. Dramatic, depending on what you think is going to happen for the Bills and Bengals. So it's not as simple as looking at that line and say, the Chiefs and the Raiders, Bills and, and Patriots. It really isn't coming upon tonight's game. So you got to handicap two for one. Yeah, great point you make there. And you really kind of look ahead and see how that impacts the lines moving forward, especially some of these lines. I know many people may not have a habit of betting them early, but this huge advantage. Remember, we talked about it last week on Monday between Tampa and Carolina. Mm-hmm. Line went from three to four. Uh, Tampa ends up getting the cover there, but if you don't get that late turnover, the game I think would have wound up on three. So just something that you want to take advantage of, particularly in the NFL. The the college moves are not as impactful, but at the at the NFL level, it's huge. And, and another case in points, we mentioned those two games because really this game tonight, the Bills and Bengals, affects three teams. Yeah. It affects the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. Yeah. That's it. So you look ahead to next week's game. The Ravens are playing the Bengals in Cincinnati, close, Cincinnati to close out the year. The Ravens right now are seven-point dogs in that game against the Bengals. If the Bengals win tonight, Ravens can't move. They're they're locked in. Yeah. This number could be, what, 13? I mean, you could see it dramatically change. And conversely, if the Bengals lose, this could be a pick. Because why would you play Joe Burrow and company? I mean, that's how this seven number will not be seven. Is the division wrapped up for them? They've got the division. They've got the, so you're absolutely right. That's a great point. Because the Ravens lost of, last night yeah. to the Steelers, right? So 
they, they're locked into the as divisional champs. The only thing at stake now for the Bengals is potentially that number one seed. But Amal, that game could go either from 14 to pick. By, by the way, if you want to be a defensive player and not learn how to tackle, you should go to USC. Um, that's a shot at Alex Grinch. The Grinch who stole defense. <laughs> because Am I wrong? No. Tulane, for, by the way, if you had second half over, oh, my goodness. It might get there by the end of the third quarter. Well, they, I mean, it was, what, 34 and a half? Yeah. Right now you've got, I think, 17 points in the quarter. And you've got first and goal for Tulane. So in the span of us breaking down the, the two for one in the pro tip, Tulane's already got first and goal inside the five on one play. That's where the high step would have worked. If he slowed down, gave him a little high step, he would have been able to start cooking that. Yeah. But it, it looks like it's just kind of effortless right now. Uh, Tulane's got second and goal now inside the five. Can't kick field goals anymore, though, if you're the green wave. you got to no think way. this is four Th- down. This is, has to be four down. I would run the ball here. Here's the other thing I would do, though. I would make sure I go quickly enough. There's 44 seconds remaining, and I would make sure I go quickly enough to be able to get a second or third play in in this quarter. I don't want to be – the kickoff has to come in this quarter, and you got to make SC run a play on offense in this quarter. Totally agree. So, again, uh, we'll keep an eye there, but – the pro tip for hour number two is if you're going to uh, bet some of these early lines next week involving the Bengals, the Chiefs, and or the Bills, you got to handicap tonight's game accurately to get the best of the number because these numbers are going to be wildly different tomorrow on your screens than you're seeing tonight. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I thought you brought a great, great point up about this Ravens-Bengals game. Depending on how you determine you think this game's going to go tonight, cool. might be an opportunity to either take the Bengals minus seven or l- take the Ravens plus seven if you think the Bengals are going to lose the game tonight. So that, some, that's very important in terms of uh, the approach from uh, this week. Yeah, like if you like the Bills tonight, you might want to think about hopping on the Ravens. Yeah. Excuse me, you want to think about hopping on, uh, yes, on the uh, Ravens right now getting seven because if the Bills beat the Bengals and the Bengals can't improve their standing, they might rest all their guys and that game could be a pick em. By the time, or even the, the Ravens could be favored by the time you get to that. So it looks insane, but that's where we stand right now in that. That is the pro tip for hour number two. Again, you get access to those as a VEASAN Pro subscriber, and you can do that But when you go to VEASAN.com, sort those out by show and or by sport. Okay, we're laughing. <laughs> so is Wyatt, who's in here producing right now. He's had these. Well, because they ran the Philly special, and it's like, dude, okay, at some point in time, you think these teams haven't figured out when the quarterback's lined up at the wide receiver Stop position? Stop running the Philly special. It's, it's, I mean, it's like, my God, everybody knows it. That's a huge missed two-point conversion. By the way, I would not have gone for two there yet. I wouldn't we're, either. You're we're still points. in the third quarter. So it's now 35-30. So we get 65 points. What did we say the second half number was again? It would have put it at 76 and a half. Oh, my goodness. We've already got 65 points. This is going to cruise over that number, I believe. I can't imagine we're only getting two more touchdowns in this game. Yeah, well, you only need two to get over, right? That's you it. need 11 and a half. Uh, three plays. Oh, my uh, goodness. Three plays, 65 yards in 44 seconds. 35-30, Tulane misses the two-point conversion, surprisingly enough, by going for the Philly special. So they're down five. Here's the other problem, though. Now you're going to have to go for two again, yep. if, if, assuming you score a touchdown, because your kicker is so good. Um, yeah. You could have put yourself in a situation where later on, excuse me, when you need to, you go for two, but... I don't know. I, I just I'm a big fan of taking the points when they present themselves instead of kind of forcing yourself into you're a two until you lose. You're chasing numbers now if well, you're Tulane. Let's say SC's next score is a field goal. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have needed to go for two. No, and now right exactly. If SC somehow gets stopped to another field goal attempt, which has happened in this half, yeah. which they missed, and it gets to 38-30 theoretically, then that two point conversion is just for the tie, not for the win. They go onside kick. 
Look, I don't hate the call because you can't stop them anyway, but now SC, we're not out of the third quarter. <laughs> they might score before this quarter ends. It's 35-30, and they got first and 10 inside two-lane territory. I, I like the call. I know it didn't did work too. out yep. because you, you're not really stopping them. You need an extra possession. Yes. You're trying to steal a possession because you really can't seem to stop Caleb Williams in this offense. But it is dicey times now for two-lane backers because it's a five-point number, not a three-point number. Uh, again, USC was only a point and a half before the game began. Did that feel low to you again? I know Caleb Williams, people are talking whether or not he's going to play or not, but this has felt like USC's felt like the right side. They might not cut, might not get there. You two eight could still win this game, but it feels like the right side is the SC side. I would question Lincoln Riley, why he would run another play the rest of the game. They can't stop them in the passing game. They got no shot. Every time they run, you feel like it's a win potentially for the defense. Absolutely. First play, they just threw the oh ball quick to the receiver and he got 17 yards. Very quickly, in the last minute we have in our first edition of Big Bets on 2023, one more bowl game tonight. Let's take one more quick look at it. Utah against Penn State. Penn State money's been coming in as they have now flipped to the short favorite against Utah. If you're a Utah backer, you just say, fine, I'll take them even now in the money line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you like Utah here, um, you know, it, you, to me, you got to go with the money line with the even money here. I'm not worried about the one point. And again, the numbers ticked up a little bit in the total to 54 and a half from 54. Does that tell you anything? And no, it just feels like a situation where, um, you know, I think both teams are capable. It's a, it's a, look, if it's not a playoff game, they tend to be higher scoring in some of these matchups when the Rose Bowl in particular, what we saw last year. And so I think the offenses might be uh, able to have some success there. I didn't play the total. Third quarter looks like it's going to come to an end. Mm -hmm. 35, but there's laundry on the field. Offsides two lanes. So it should be an untimed down. Yeah, by the way, they're so inconsistent with that call. Do you get one more play? We'll find out. 65 points after three. Stormy and Matt in next year on the final countdown to take you the rest of the way. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow here on Big Bets. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. 
You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.